What's going on, Kim? Hey, Zach, what's going on? Happy Wednesday. How's your week been? Crazy busy as always. I feel like it's like you blink your eye and it's like another week and we're back again. So hi, everyone. Hi, everyone back in the again. chat and welcome. So we've got a interesting show. We've got a really cool guest that I'm excited to talk to today. Um, Kim, let's just uh, jump right into the episode. Uh, but first, we got a sponsor that we got to give a shout out to. Yeah, absolutely. So we are so proud to have Solo as a sponsor of our Money Hungry show today. So I don't know about you, Zach, but I used to really struggle when switching between multiple apps and understanding how much I made and keeping track of all my work-related expenses. And we can't forget the miles. Luckily for us, today's Money Hungry sponsor, Solo, can help other gig workers experiencing this issue manage their business better. With Solo's help, I now easily track all my earnings and miles information all in one place. Solo makes it easy to track your income, expenses, and mileage in one central location, no matter how many apps you're working. Solo's easy-to-use interface and seamless automatic income and mileage tracking makes it the best choice for gig workers who are looking for better ways to stay in control of their business and spend more time earning money. Solo also offers a smart schedule feature that shows you the best jobs to work at any hour of the day in your city and will even guarantee that you'll never miss less than what they are predict. If you do, they'll pay you the difference, which I think is pretty awesome. Over 150,000 workers in the U.S. are taking advantage of Solo's industry-leading features. Rideshare Guy even ranks Solo the number one mileage tracker of 2023. So you know it's definitely going to be a game changer. Download Solo today and unlock the full experience by choosing the subscription tier that works best for you. So thank you so much, Solo, for being today's sponsor of Money Hungry. Thank you to Solo. The link is in the description. Definitely check it out if you haven't done so. So, uh, Kim, you and I are going to be taking a trip in, what, about a week? Yeah. And uh, we actually get to meet our special guest in person. Can we actually, before before we do that, we've got a slide for him. Oh, okay. Hold we on. always forget that. Let's let's go ahead and we do that. We do always forget that. Dun, dun, dun. So <laughs> we have Hannibal today. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Talk about the, these events. Hello. What's going on, Hannibal? Hey, the Money Hungry Crew. What's going on, Zach? What's going on, Kim? Uh, you know. Appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on, um, checking out, you know, Zach, you know, your edits are fire, you know, your YouTube Thank channel, you. the stuff that you do is really, really cool. Um, especially as an editor, you know how much effort it takes to make something come together and be as uh, cool <laughs> as does. you have it. So appreciate that. And Kim, I think I know you for years now, right? I mean, I you've been on my like channel. We're, like, I, we're long lost <laughs> family at this point, Hannibal. And considering you know, I'm from I'm in Brooklyn, she's in Jersey, we could visit. We just <laughs> haven't done that. So it's great that we'll be hanging out together in Denver uh, for the gig conference and stuff. So it's amazing. I, you know, seeing what you have been doing, Kim, for years now. So I'm proud, you know, proud of what you have done. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so for coming on. Yeah. 
We're going to get into your channel, but before we even do, you know, Hannibal is, God, he's such a fantastic content creator. So if you haven't checked out his channel, his link is really in the description to. of this video. You need Appreciate to check it. out, but we're going to get into his channel in a little bit, but we're going to talk about Colorado just for a little bit before we do. So if you guys haven't heard, GigCon is coming up so quickly. It is next Friday. I can't believe it's next Friday already. It's the fourth. And then on the 5th is the Para Rodeo Town Hall. Um, so it's a weekend jam-packed in Denver, Colorado. So Hannibal, why don't you talk about GigCon for a little bit so everybody yeah. knows if they're in Colorado or if they're planning on coming to definitely sign up. Well, you know, Pedro uh, and Steve have done a lot of like really a lot of good work putting this stuff together where you're bringing um, gig workers, you bring it in companies. So, you know, Solo, how awesome Solo is, uh, Move, Stuvo, a lot of companies that are here to help gig workers. They're putting this event together to have gig workers come in, network, talk, communicate, kind of relate with each other because that's the one thing that sometimes when you're in your car by yourself, you just even online talking and, and kind of getting that kind of uh, relatability coming in. It's really cool to kind of, if you are in that area, to hang out with us. We'll be in the courtyard, uh, courtyard by the Marriott Cherry Creek. Um, it's, uh, I think, 11 to 4. Um, have you ever been? I've been to the other GinCon uh, in St. Louis, or even with uh, Carnivore, the ride share guy. You want to come to this kind of event. You learn, you, you talk, you relate, you learn about companies. Um, obviously, it's going to be a lot of content creators going to be there. It's going to be a really cool experience. And it's going to be free food and it's giveaways and all types of stuff. So people like free stuff. I love free stuff. Uh, free food, free drinks. It's going to be a fantastic event. And then Saturday with, with Steve is going to be amazing. I mean, these guys are putting a lot of effort to make a really cool experience for you guys. So if you are available, check it out. You're going to, you're going to, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, definitely. And the one on Saturday with Steve, like, he has organized one heck of, both of these guys, first of all, have organized one, two days worth of one heck of event. But on Saturday, Steve has somehow managed to get um, Stephanie Vigil, um, who was a representative in, Shook in Colorado, and who tried to actually pass a gig workers bill. Um, and it's going to be really interesting because she was a gig worker herself and then got into politics. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be a really great event um to really form the shape of the gig economy going in the future with politics so i think it's actually going to be a really cool event as well so jam-packed weekend full of content creators and learning and just hanging out and having some fun definitely 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 it's going to be a good time i'm looking forward to it so let's jump into our first story here kim um I've made it no secret that I'm not a fan of the idea of food delivery robots. Do we have that slide? Yep. So these things are still running into problems and they're being implemented. Uh, Uber Eats has purchased uh, 2,000 of these so far and there might be more on the way. But uh, one lady recently detailed her experiences with them and she wanted to share her experience with the world, so she made this video that we would like to play. Let's see. Here on Uber Eats, and they literally told me, a robot has your order. 
So I'm out here waiting for the robot to deliver my food. So guys, I think the robot is glitching. Probably someone tried to touch it or something because it was supposed to be here like three minutes ago and now the time just keeps on adding up. Okay, y'all, so here's my robot. What happened to you today? You are late. <laughs> okay. All right. So I need to use my phone to open her up. See, that's my name. So it's open now. I just gotta yank it up. Take my order. Yeah, so now I have my order. I need to get out of the way. Thank you. Bye. Why are you standing there like that? Guys, she's still here. Oh, and <laughs> off she goes. Goodbye. <laughs> just I, I just love her. She so so chipper. So that order ended up being 30 minutes late. So, you know, somebody mm. maybe tried to like tip the thing over or you know, it, it could have had an obstacle that it didn't know how to deal with. Um Hannibal, you're in New York City. Do you see these things around? No. Uh, okay, it, it's probably not possible, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm like, maybe I can't a, even imagine them in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. It has to be in a very controlled environment, so it would have to be mm -hmm. in like in some kind of college campus. But at NYU, that that's not possible. So, no, we do not have those yet. <laughs> so, do you guys foresee this being a good thing or a bad thing overall for the consumers and the drivers? I think there needs to be a lot of kinks worked out before it gets rolled out to many places. And I don't know whether you guys, I know Hannibal and I have discussed this before, but if you go into TikTok and just like search like delivery robots, robots, like there are so many TikTok videos and they're pretty darn funny of people like trying to help these robots because they're stuck on a curb or like they're like half on <laughs> half off and they can't get out. And that's probably why this one was delayed 30 minutes because they were stuck on a curb somewhere or they go through crime scenes, you know, <laughs> they get hit by trains. They go through crime scenes, get stuck on curbs, get pissed on by dogs. So yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that they're having problems still. I do not like these beady eyed little robot bastards. So <laughs> You know, the, the longer that they take to fully implement these things, I think the better for drivers. But it, to me, it sounded like this lady was pretty surprised that she was getting a robot instead of a human driver. So I'm curious to know if she didn't have that choice, what prompted the app to dispatch a robot instead of a human driver? And if she tipped, where did tip go? Like, where's the tip? Like, did... You know what I mean? Like, okay, she's surprised. So basically she didn't know. She may have tipped. Where's that money going? According, I don't know. But according, from what I read, I think in the article, if I'm not mistaken, they she did tip and actually Uber Eats refunded her tip because it was the robot delivering. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So even if the tip would have maybe went to the restaurant, it, it won't go to the restaurant. It'll just come back to the the customer or is this the wave of no tip customers going forward you're gonna wait you're gonna have this slow robot that may show up when it feels <laughs> like it because you didn't tip that could be possible too <laughs> I, i'm not inherently against the idea of the robots if they're only used for no tipping orders mm. but 
you know, I, I guess there's also a problem with my logic on that one, because if people know that they don't have to tip, they know they could save a few bucks, you know, why wouldn't they choose the robot? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, but you know, it's interesting. I think it was, who was I reading? I haven't ordered DoorDash or Uber Eats in a really long time, but one of, I think it was DoorDash now actually has the verbiage. If you change the tip to zero, I don't know. I don't know what you guys um, order from DoorDash, but supposedly it actually says you're at risk or something to that of your order arriving later than normal, yeah. so on and so forth. So it'd be interesting if, it's like the same concept with Uber Eats with robots, whether it would combat them getting their food on time, which then why wouldn't you use the robot at that point to save the tip if you're that type of customer? Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I have seen screenshots of that, which I think, it, you know, it, it's definitely not a bad thing. Hey, let's let, let you know, this may take longer because you decided not to put in any kind of tip. But I think in terms of the robots, they're going to try to continue to maximize or at least make this as efficient as possible. They're not there yet. and But eventually they will. I mean, I think it goes into the idea of saving money. You don't want to deal with um, gig workers complaining about pay. You know, the robot's not going to complain about the pay. Let's get this working. But, you know, it, that the skills of that robot is like a, still like a Roomba. Rumors are, you know, still bumping into things that, they, you know, they get stuck in certain situations. So they're not they're not there yet. So that is also a positive. But I think eventually the time is going to come where it's at least efficient enough to get some of the orders out. So they open her up. But just, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that was uh, just her saying, OK, well, this robot's, you know, a chick robot or what. But uh, I wouldn't put it past them to <laughs> to be like, hey, this robot's name is Sheila and this is Jason. And, you know, this is Delilah. Right. Yeah. Like, to make them yeah. less creepy with those I little have... beady eyes well... they got going. I have a, I have something even to dive like a little further into this. So obviously Uber Eats has to pay this robotic company a pretty hefty, I'm assuming, fee to use their robots in, you know, their system or whatever areas they put them in. So are they charging customers a different type of fee to be using the robots to make up for the money that they have to dish out for these robots? Hmm, that's an interesting I, question. I don't know the um, answer to that question, but now I'm I don't know either. Out. But it's just something I was thinking about as we were talking about it because they have to pay for it somehow. If anybody in the chat or the replay has ordered uh, food and ended up getting it from a robot, do me a favor and email me Zach at the rideshareguy.com and and let us know if you were charged an extra fee. And I'd, I'd love to get to the bottom of that because that's that's a good question, Dan. That's a really good question. Because if, if you really think, where, where, where's Uber getting the money for these? It has to come from somewhere. So it's going to have to well, probably come from the customer, I would assume. True. But on the flip side of that, they're also sparing the base pay, right? Because they're still going to charge the customer the you know fees, but they're right. not having to pay the base pay to a driver anymore, even if it is only like 16 cents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I'm surprised. And in, in, in the I guess this partnership with this, with Serve Robotics, <laughs> 200 <laughs> restaurants are participating. So yeah. someone, there are people getting those the robot orders. It's interesting. I, I would like to, like you know, what what Zach said, know what the, the how the math come come together. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that would be a benefit to these robots, though, is we could never have customers claiming that we ate half their food. <laughs> 
coming. Okay. <laughs> it was just a little delayed. I'm like, it's delayed. It's delayed. Uh, technical difficulties. I know it is technical difficulties. Hey, there, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we have a customer who claims that the driver brought her a half-eaten meal. Ken, why don't you go ahead and read that uh, text exchange? I think it should be on the next slide. Yep. So it says, well, it's just a regular DoorDash verbiage that you normally get. And um, it says, I want a new one. It was half eaten. So the driver says, I'm sorry, which order is this for? If the order was half eaten, then DoorDash needs to be contacted for refund from the store. I can assure you no orders were opened by the dasher. So the customer says, well, it was so... So <laughs> am I going to get a new one? <laughs> so the dasher says, where was your order from? I make a lot of orders, so I'm not sure what customer this is. And then she says the customer's name. <laughs> mm. So let's so, unpack that say, a so little what would bit. You do? <laughs> so right off the bat, really quick, I want to tell a story that allegedly happened in my market. So, and this was uh, reported on by Newsweek. So, you know, take, uh, you know, keep that in mind. So, uh, a person got upvoted, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of times on Reddit because they posted a picture of a Dairy Queen burger with a big ass bite taken out of it, saying that Uber Eats had delivered it that way. And so, reading through this Newsweek article <clears throat> that covered this story, it made the point that they had gotten their order at about 6.30 a.m. or something like that in the morning, right? A.m. A, and a I'm burger myself, in the morning? Right. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, wait a second. There's two Dairy Queens in my city, and neither one of them open until like 9. So that's a little strange. Anyway, just kind of reminded me of that. Uh, do you guys think that this actually happened, first of all? What do you think, Hannibal? No, I think she wants free food. Yeah, it, it don't it no picture, no outrage. It just seems like oh, just a half eaten. So I should just get another meal. Like there's, I mean, that's a big deal of some. And if we've seen some pictures again, it's hard to believe it when you see a TikTok or you know, Instagram yeah. reel of someone with a messed up meal or or a pizza where some slices are missing. Things happen like mistakes do happen where things are getting labeled wrong, but. No, this this seems like a person is trying to get over. And I've experienced that where you get a call saying the food mm -hmm. wasn't the wrong house. I'm over here. And a lot of times I kind of shut it down and I'll just go straight to support and explain my situation rather than trying to talk to someone that I don't know about this situation. I always, all right, this is what this person is telling me. This is where I, I, I put the food. I'm not communicating anymore because what, you know, especially if it's a fishy kind of weird uh, situation like that, I go straight to support and talk to them about it. We are under no obligation to communicate with our customers after something is delivered. So I, I really think that that should be the best approach uh, when the customer contacts us after a delivery. Like, unless we legitimately made a mistake, you know, we're like, oh yeah, okay, well, I actually did do that. Or, oh yeah, I really didn't do that. You know, if you're close enough, you know, rectify the situation. But, you know, in the event that you have a customer, hey, you forgot this, that, and the other, I just ignore them. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have a refund button. So, you know, if, just let it go to voicemail. If the customer was this 
upset or like if a customer is irate and upset, they're not going to contact the DoorDash driver to give me more food. Like you're going to mm. go to support and say, and go off on support that this dasher gave me happy food. They had this, like, what are you going to do for me? Like, they're not going to go off on a driver. I mean, what they can, but most likely their first, at least my instinct, if something was wrong with my order, I'm calling support and I'm going to get whatever I can from support. A door dash driver is not going to give me anything for free. So why would you even go that route? But yeah, I, I think part of the problem, though, is the customers don't really know how this works. They just know that they place an order and, you know, somebody shows up with it. They don't know who does the refunds, who's responsible for what. So, I mean, that's probably why a lot of customers do contact us when it's like legitimate. But I mean, sure, you know, to, you know, to Hannibal's point, I've had customers call me as well after delivery, you know, when I was a little more uh, green (laughs) saying, hey, you know, something's missing or, you know, whatever the case may be. So. I, I quickly learned to just stop answering. Yeah, it's just it's not worth it, and it's it's outside your control when you didn't go in the bag or do anything with to tamper with. It. It's like I didn't I didn't put this together. Um, and also if I ate half of your meal, why you want me to give you another one? Like you go get some <laughs> right? Like hey, like why contact me to get another meal if you think I ate it or whatever the issue is? Like if I have someone I've had yeah. experiences where to get something delivered and it wasn't pristine and in the best shape, I wouldn't get the same guy or the same girl like get somebody else to do this so that is an interesting uh you know funny story there go back to the store get me another one and uh tell me how the chocolate shakes taste yeah right <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the, what's the yeah. point can, can we maybe you'll get up? the other half of the eaten one so if one's half eaten another one gets half eaten they get a whole one is that how it works <laughs> is I my math so. right on 50 off coupon <laughs> <laughs> can we put up timothy's comment real quick it, it's too good not to uh not to put that up <laughs> or to eat too. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that may actually work. I don't know if uh, Disney will sue or anything, but that's kind of cool. Right? <laughs> that, that's what, instead of naming them something goofy like Delilah, that's what they should name it. Or to eat too. Yeah. Johnny five. <laughs> there you go. What, what do they call that? Uh, what they call the, the car and the, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I don't even remember the movie name. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, now kind of, we want to know what it is. The 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 uh, Dukes of Hazard. What, what's the car in that movie? Uh, generally, uh, generally, generally that's it? right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Can you imagine? I think you're talking about another robot car, like a um, Night Rider or something like that. Or, oh, or yeah. Like the Love Bug, Herbie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh you go way back, Kim. <laughs> Did I just completely date myself on that one? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I remember it. Uh, so I'm with you. The, what was the Scooby-Doo van called? The mystery van. Yeah. The mystery van. Okay, yeah. Maybe they should start calling them the mystery van. Maybe it'll show up on time. Maybe it won't. <laughs> Maybe it won't. You, you didn't tip, so this is what you get. I think that's a good That's a good idea to get the no-tippers, the robot treatment. Yeah. I think I like yeah. that. You know, let them, let them roll the dice. Like, hey, you know, it might get there on time. It might get pissed on by a dog. We don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It might get kicked a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I don't deal with with customers, especially if I think that they're scamming. So they can they can deal with support, and then I can defend myself to support later if I need to. Oh wait, hold on, I'm gonna put up. <laughs> 
So Timothy said, we had a robot test mark at a local university, five units, three broke down in the first week, one got dressed up. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Frank. And the last one ended up in a leg. <laughs> there you go. That's where your order is. <laughs> one got dressed up like a hoe. There you go. I'll say it. <laughs> That's too good. Uh, College can, campuses, can you, I mean, we've all experienced, the, you know, being in one, they will do stuff to anything, living, can, animals, all types of stuff, right? Like, you know. It's because you imagine, kids live drunk. <laughs> have you ever seen that video of, I'm, I'm assuming it's a bunch of uh, fraternity brothers. They're all dressed up as minions with the one leader, like, up on the deck. Tonight, we're going to go and ruin my brother's first date. And they all, like, freak out. And, yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and like, there's just, the video just cuts to all these minions, like, running into this public park and, like, lighting this guy up with, like, ping pong ball guns. And it, it reminds me of that. Like, can you imagine a bunch of drunk frat bros, like trying to like chase down and wrestle one of these robots? Like, like, yeah, like yeah. Silicon Valley Steve Where's Irwin. Where's the TikTok on that one? Oh, that would be too funny. I'd love it's to coming, put that on the trust show. Trust me, yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. So, uh, I'm curious. Do you think that uh, these robots could ever get themselves contract violations? Oh, that was a good one. Mm. Yes. Sorry, I mean, it's it's I mean, late like, tonight. I'm like it's late tonight. Because <laughs> really, at the end of the day, this would be no different than a driver, right? Not delivering the order. Like, there's no guarantee that that robot's going to make it either. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kim, you want to pop it over one more? Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Okay, so this poor DoorDash driver says, I have no words. How would I know his soda is the wrong flavor of brown? <laughs> so edit, I should, have, should probably explain. I saw a contract violation for the wrong order delivered. I called support and told them to look at the photo. Clearly it's in the right, it's the right order. The agent then told me that he sees that it wasn't that I delivered the wrong order. It was the drink that was wrong and that the contract violation was auto-generated. So he got a contract violation for the wrong drink. That's <clears throat> that's weird. Yeah. Can you imagine I, I, getting a contract? I would be fighting that. I, I get feisty when it comes to, well, I've only had two contract violations. One, I didn't fight. The second one, I fought and I won because I got feisty. I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hannibal, have you ever gotten a contract violation? Uh, yes. Um, one definitely my fault. Uh, I was, I think I signed on for DoorDash, and I finally this is again back in the day, a little green. But I had Uber Eats first, and had DoorDash, and I was trying to be greedy and take orders, and thought I was going to mm. be able to figure it out, and I was late. Um, and one was I delivered. They said they didn't get it, and I have a, I have a feeling that maybe someone did take it because. I left it in an area where there was other people on the block hanging out. So it's possible, or it could have been the customer line. I'm not sure. But there are those two distinct uh, times I had a contract violation, kind of annoying, but yeah. So I am. So, go ahead. 
Just real quick, I just want to read <laughs> Ricky Moss said, will they hand out contract violations to these robots? Half hour late is pretty darn substantial. Hey, that would get us a no. contract violation. No, just just probably a credit. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. probably a credit. That's what they do for anything. <laughs> like that's that's what problem with the customers. They know you complain enough, you will get money back. Yeah. And then where does money coming from? But that's a whole different conversation. But yeah. I am the odd man out here. I've been at this for about three years and I've yet to get a contract violation. Now watch. Really? I, I, Knock on yeah. wood. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what though. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to get one tomorrow now, but three years <laughs> in and I've actually never gotten one. Uh, I'm, I'm exceedingly careful. I always take pictures of, you know, of addresses, apartment numbers, building numbers, what, whatever is relevant. So I, I try to, I definitely try to, you know, see why away. Uh, but. Mine wasn't even customer related. <laughs> Mine was well, the one that I I got I got two. One was for the town I deliver in. There's a train station and Hannibal, you'll appreciate that. There are commuter trains, so going in and out of New York City. So it was Cinco de Mayo two years ago. And one was coming in, one was going out, and they took forever. I guess because it was Cinco de Mayo and people were like tons of people were coming in and out of the city, I got right. stuck. And I didn't look at the time because usually they give you a plenty of time. I get to finally it was Chipotle and I got to deliver and I get a contract violation for being late to the restaurant. I tried to explain the whole train thing and yeah, no, it's stuck. They, but the second time it was, I got an order and when I got it, I was literally 10 minutes away from the restaurant and they said that I had to be at the restaurant in one minute. So I, Normally, DoorDash updates that stuff. This time, they didn't, and they gave me a contract violation for being late to the restaurant, even though it was their fault. That one I fought in one and got yeah. it removed. Nice. So, nice. Uh, uh, this kind of goes to show, though, it, it wasn't, it, it was a programming error, in my opinion, that led to this contract violation for this driver. Like, this is a mistake that could have happened to any one of us, right? Like, you know, I mean, like as off colored as their opening sentence sounded, you know, it, it, it's true, right? Like you can't just look at a color and know what it tastes like. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. one thing if they order a Sprite and it, you know, comes out the color of Coke or Pepsi, right? You're right. like, oh, that's, you know, that's wrong. Or you order a milkshake out of soda or something to that effect. But um, right. Yeah, that's, that's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, what are we supposed to be doing? Like, you know, taking a little sip and. <laughs> You, you know, it's like, it tastes uh, like Vans, Pepsi, no, not Coke. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, no tip. I take a sip, something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> don't I do don't that. I still think all this stuff it kind of lies on the restaurant, not the anything food related, drinks food related to me lies on the restaurant, not the driver. I think a lot of these contract violations, at least in my case, the two that I did receive were. AI generated because it was instantly as soon as the order was done contract violation generated on my account. So I think that they're specifically looking for things and AI just automatically generates them without even blinking an eye and taking the emotion out of it. Part of the problem with that, though, is we're frequently not given enough information to fight them when we do get one. No. So, I mean, there's really, th this is so out of left field, right? Like no driver is going to anticipate this coming. So, I, I mean, how, how are we ever supposed to protect ourselves from that? 
Well, in my case, because I got generated immediately, I knew the order and I knew exactly what happened. Like the second case, like I was not, I, I, I went through, I can't tell you how many support agents. And finally, like I went all the way through to the supervisor because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like I was literally a pit bull. I mean, I was a very respectful um, pit bull, but I was a pit bull when I'm like, no, you're removing this like now. <laughs> and I had to go through a whole bunch of people, finally got to a supervisor. I, sh I actually sent them an email with all the timestamps of my photos and they removed it. So, you know, when, if you don't think you're in the wrong, go through support and fight for contract violations and don't let them stick if you're not in the wrong. That's yeah. the only thing I'm going to say. And then, so, and, and most won't do what you've done. They just take it and kind of move on and hope it, you know, after a you know, hundred deliveries, it kind of gets removed and that type of thing. But it's yeah. important, you know, because your, your yeah. income is based on not getting these too many of them at the same time because you may get deactivated. Yeah. I mean, sure. the one I did took me seven i think days to get rid of it because i usually do about 100 doordash deliveries in a week but if you're doing this part-time do you know how long it takes for someone part-time to get rid of 100 deliveries like that's a really long time to be sitting on a contract violation it would take me a few months to get rid of that just my my like spark and uber eats ratio versus doordash it would take me two three months yeah yeah that's yeah that's not cool so uh kim to kind of elaborate on what you said earlier, you know, fight it out with support, like, absolutely, you know, Hannibal's right, it's, it's our livelihood, it's our income, right? Like, you don't want that hanging over your head. And part of the problem with support is they're very limited in their scope. So if the support representative you get on the phone, doesn't seem that they're willing to help you, it's probably just the fact that they're not able to. So escalate the call, ask for a manager, you know, turn into a Karen, it's worth it. Oh, I was a Karen. I'm not gonna lie. I was a Karen <laughs> for once in my life. I was I was totally a Karen. I was that person, what, a respectful Karen, but a Karen. What does that What does that sound like, though? I'm curious. I can't picture you as a Karen. Um, I, I can't. I'm not gonna impersonate myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. But I was very adamant. I can tell you. I'm like, I got a contract violation. This is what happened. I need it to be removed today. Basically. Yeah. So, and one more thing on, on this subject, at least for me, support is just that it's support. They are there to support us. Uh, they are not the authority, like the, you know, it's not their word is final, right? We can tell them no, just as easily as they can tell us no. So always remember that if, if you don't like what support says, get somebody else on the phone. And they'll read Absolutely. you a script too. Good don't point. worry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I've gotten to the point where when when I call support, it's because it it's either to cover my own ass or because it directly affects my money. And when I'm put in one of those positions, I'm not in a good mood. And so there's been a few times where I'm just like, and do me a favor for both of our sake, don't read me a script. Yeah, I can so. probably like <laughs> sometimes when they get on the phone, like. Do you guys like sometimes find yourself going, okay, they're going to say this now. Okay. I could mm -hmm. probably say they're going to say blah, 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 blah. And you can like literally yeah. do it. Apologize for the exactly inconvenience. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can pretty much play out a, an entire conversation with uh, Uber Eats, at least when I get too baited. So I've had that conversation far too many times. So we were sent an article by Sergio that I found very interesting.
so before we get too far into this, uh, I want to make it clear the scope of this is not uh, out there in the public domain. Uh, for all I know, this could be one manager making people's lives hard. So take it with a grain of salt, but let's talk about it. So there was an, sorry, there was an article that DoryDash is now um, banning discussion of work issues and at, during the workplace. And this actually goes back to their offices in Arizona, I believe it was. And they actually fired a worker for organizing um, outside of work to talk about work-related um, incidents that are happening in the work environment. So it's a pretty, to me, when I was reading this, it was a pretty serious thing. Um, DoorDash Inc. has been accused of illegally prohibiting office employees from discussing work conditions, and they fired one because of their organizing efforts. The National um, Labor Relations Board alleges that the food delivery company threatened to punish staff in Arizona if they took collective action and told them it was illegal to discuss worker conditions on their days off. Well, that's illegal all in itself. I mean, I was in HR for years like that. That's not that's that's illegal itself. Um, wow. The National Labor Board Relations also alleges that DoorDash engaged in illegal interrogations and surveillance of employees, workplace activism and terminated an employee because they formed an organization the service desk analyst group to address working conditions there. It sounds like a Facebook group to me, but that's just me. <laughs> um, um, the complaint was filed on May 30th and it is the first, it's the first one the agency has filed against a decade old company. The complaint accuses DoorDash of interfering with restraining and coercing employees in exercising the rights guaranteed under federal law. Wow. So that's a fairly substantial claim to be made. And again, we don't know if it's, you know, one or two managers or how wide the scope of that is. And at this point, it is an allegation that's been... Yeah that's been made. So this isn't like a, you know, smoking gun, we've got video proof, anything like that. So please take it for what it is. But I, I, I found this interesting. Uh, it's also worth noting that this is their W2 employees. This has nothing to do with the drivers. No. So what, what do you, what do you guys make of this? I have a problem and I think I just said it, but I'll say it again. I was in uh, HR for a couple of years and you can't, regulate um, what employee does on their own time unless it is social media. So if this if this was posted on like Facebook, Instagram, any one of anything related to social media, then that does go and violates company policies because then you're talking in a social forum um, outside of work. Um, and then that goes against policies. But anyway, if they're just uh, making this up, hanging at a bar and talking about work and they're calling it the whatever group, like that's, that's, they can't do that. So I, I don't know. I worked for a major telecommunications company for a couple of years when I was younger. 
And they had a policy where you were not allowed to do anything work-related on your days off. Uh, they they said that if you're working, you need to be compensated and you're not being compensated on your days off. Mm. So this kind of reminds me of that. Um, so I wonder if they're kind of trying to take that approach. Um, I don't know. You know, I think um, Chad possibly has a good point. Some disgruntled employees trying to get revenge, you know. I, you know, there are disgruntled employees out there. I've dealt with many of them as well. You know, yeah, you fire one for one thing and they go and do something else because they're disgruntled because I got fired. So it is a fine line. Once again, this is, you know, allegations that's not proven yet, but someone went yeah. to the trouble of going to a, <laughs> to a labor board to report this. And they thought it was substantial enough to actually file a formal complaint. So you know, again, uh, it doesn't mean it necessarily happened, but you know, there, there's an entire ass group that thinks this was valid enough to proceed. So I, I'm that guy that an employer is never going to like, this is why I can't work a traditional job ever again, because I can't have somebody tell me you will do this. You won't do that. Right. On, on my own time. Yeah. Yeah. No way. No way. This is fascinating. It, you know, if there's more, if there's, there's smoke, then there's going to be fire. So this, you know, being on Bloomberg, kind of being passed around a little bit because I've seen this a couple of days ago as well. If there's an issue with the workplace at this this local or this area with the DoorDash company, more people, this is when happens when more people start to speak up and say, this is actually a legit issue. That's why we even organizing there's problems here. So we'll see if that's actually happening. Um, of course, DoorDash, just like any, they don't want any kind of union. Like, why would you right. don't want your company being taken? I mean, imagine if you're a CEO of a company, you build it from the basement. It's it's really successful, you know, and all of a sudden the workers are like, we're going to group together and we're going to like not work if you don't give us our demands. And like, you know, you, you'll probably, like, hey, what are we talking about? Even though there needs to be that back and forth with, um, you know, with, Workers need to be compensated fairly. And uh, UPS finally got, uh, I guess, Teamsters, they, they finally got a, a contract together. I think it was happened, I think it happened today because they were going to go on strike um, by the end of this month. So UPS was kind of hamstrung by the Teamsters. They're like, if we, if you don't give us what we want, we're going to la launch the, the largest labor strike in U.S. history. And UPS was like, you yeah, can't do that. So certain things like that, you know, DoorDash probably wants to be aggressive, but they can't be doing illegal things because that's going to be a big problem. So I'll, I'll interested to see what happens in the next couple of weeks with this. For sure. Uh, and folks, just a reminder, please keep the chat respectful. Yeah. We're a, fam we're a family friendly show, minus the cursing every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Zach. <laughs> Zach, that wasn't directed towards you. <laughs> well, I'm the only one who does it. <laughs> Every once in a while, it'll slip yeah. out of me, but you know, uh, but I you know, maybe once I've ever heard that. I don't know. <laughs> so I, let, let's let's jump back to this for a minute. I I have a major problem with. I, I recently learned that Chick Fil A tells their employees what color hair they can and can't have. Right. And as much oh, yeah. as I'm not personally a fan of pink or purple hair on somebody, right? I don't think that an employer ever has the right to tell somebody what they can and can't do with their body. So I, 
that's that's just my two cents. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure if you guys are near AMC theaters. I think it's a national thing. Am I here? Okay. Yeah. 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 We've got it. Uh, I don't know. If, hold on a second. I have some connection issues. Give me a second. Uh, okay. Am I good? You're good. Yeah, seem to be. Okay. Cool. I'll just, I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll just get I'm getting buffered. I'm like you were still there for a second. I'm like, are are you really good? <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose him? I, I think we might have. Oh, he moved. Okay. Still there, man? Okay. Still there. Gotcha. Okay. So AMC. Yeah. So um, this happened a long time ago, like a long, long time ago. But uh, to work there, making, all right, minimum wage was $7.25. So that's how long that go, how long that was. Um, you couldn't have your hair uh, long enough to go past your collar. So really? you couldn't have visible tattoos, um, definitely no hmm. colored hair. So I worked there for a little while, you know, and at one point, you know, I was growing my dreads and it was getting past the collar. And the, and the guy was like, yeah, I guess you're gonna have to take care of that. And I'm like, for 725 an hour, I'm not cutting my hair for seven. <laughs> now 70,000 yeah. a year. All right. Well, we'll I'll talk about it, but seven <laughs> minimum wage. Yeah. I quit this next day. I'm like, this is stupid. So yeah, companies yeah. they can be really aggressive with how they want everything to look. Uh, but yeah, that was a wild experience. I, I wonder it should if... be interesting. As I say, it should be interesting what they are talking about with their working conditions. That like that I want to know more about because mm. you know there you always say there's always two sides of the story, right? You have the A and B, and somewhere in the middle is C. But what? was the working conditions that they were discussing that they needed to form a group to talk about these working conditions. To me, that's the underlining thing um, to me in this whole entire article, because that's something that we don't know about, but it was enough for these people to talk about it. So it should be interesting to see what the allegations are with their working conditions. We should definitely keep an eye on that moving forward. That's yeah, that's a very valid point. Yeah, I, I, I like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe they're capable of it, but yeah, I mean, I want to see the smoking gun. Definitely, and also as a W two employee, there's been many times I've went to a bar with a bunch of my coworkers and complained about working, how terrible <laughs> it is, and how the manager sucks and the boss sucks. We never really say, well, we need to make a group about. And do anything about it but you know yeah. sometimes you want to complain and sometimes i'm not working i'm complaining about work with you know in the w2 world so yeah well like i said we'll see yeah for sure so uh one thing that i do have to say um uber or doordash excuse me doesn't send drivers quite as many miles as uber does so uh kind of a weak transition but kim let's get that one going <laughs> <laughs> it sounded better in my head it just I'm like they out. all can't be winners it's all good <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, uh why don't you go ahead and read this one off for us as well yeah so it's would you go the extra mile so this uber eats driver took an order i don't have the order itself but it had to be quite a distance because he when he took it and he delivered it he actually got this message from the customer and i'm actually gonna pop it up on the screen 
It actually says, updated the tip to $50. Just realized the restaurant is about 10 minutes from where we live and don't want to mess up your earning potential for the night. Thank you, man. So this customer was awesome. I'll, I'll say that. So it kind of sparked this next topic is, are some long distance orders worth taking? Granted, not every one of them will lead to a $50 tip. I truly believe in taking orders at face value, me personally, but could they still be worth your time if you pick them correctly? Oh. You say no? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Uh, I, this this is a unicorn straight up i mean like i'm willing to bet that the guy delivered to another driver and that's why he was like hey here's you know an extra 50 bucks so i you know more often than not if you're taking those long orders customers are not going to compensate you more some of my best orders are longer distance miles I, I, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe back, uh, maybe back when Grubhub was still popping. Yes, but that's largely not been the case anymore. Not that it was super long tonight. I did a seven point seven mile order, I believe it was, and it turned into $69. So some wow. of my best orders are longer distance, especially if they're highway miles, if they're highway miles. And you can go 60, 70 miles an hour. They're quicker than some of your your regular city miles or country miles. Sure. They're quicker. You get more money because, well, not so much DoorDash, but sometimes DoorDash, but majority of it is Uber Eats. They'll compensate you a lot of times for a longer distance order on your base pay. So if you can get a really good customer who spends a lot, tips a lot, plus a better base pay, you can get some really good orders off of some longer distance miles. I mean, I'm going to go with Zach on this one, but <laughs> him, the idea that she has experimented and done the science with her area where she's confident that she could take a long distance order and it will benefit. But sure. uh, me being in Brooklyn is about not necessarily distance, but time. So I can't necessarily take that risk of going super far away because then unless it's somewhere where I can get a, a good order as well, it may not turn out well, but it's good to experiment, right? I mean, I'm Zach, I'm sure you took a long distance order to see what happens. And you realize that was a waste of time, but you know, at least have that um, reference to see if it worked. Cause it, like you said, Kim found other her, her system works. So it's all about at least experimenting where you live. So I want to jump into the funnies. If we could do that, Kim. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. coming. No worries. Sorry, I'm kind of throwing a curveball at you here. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. So uh, this was a post that a driver made. I uh, saw this while dashing. Uh, it says, I'm an asshole. Not running anything, uh, not running for anything. I just wanted a sign. So <laughs> that's a cool sign. I would love that. I'd love to, you know, put that I... on my bumper, you know, as a bumper sticker, something like that. That's That's cool. I thought this yeah, was not taking, not taking themselves too seriously. That's kind of like everyone I feel like everyone is taking themselves so seriously nowadays. It's nice to have someone just you now goofing off a little bit. <laughs> there yeah. was the last the last presidential election, probably about a year before it. There was a sign someone had on 
when I was delivering that says any 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 candidate will do except the people who are running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the the giant meteor ones, uh, giant meteor like twenty twenty or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got another one in here, right? Yep. All right. Why don't you actually? You know what? I got this one. Uh, okay. So it's it's a leave it at the door. It says uh, the instructions say, "I have a dog and a newborn, so do not knock on the door." By sending me a photo and hitting done notifies me plenty. If you haven't figured this out yet, quit and find a new job. It's simple common sense. Place food <laughs> not directly in front of the door. Door can't open if uh, food is or if food is blocking. Defeats purpose. Uh, in the nicest way possible. If this is a hard concept to follow, go to indeed.com and start again. <laughs> if I'm reading this, I'm calling support to unassign me from the order. This is yeah. this is just malicious. There, there's no need for that. If there are any new drivers watching this out there, um always go in. At least this is what I do. I always go in to see where the customer's address is and read leave at door instructions so if i see something like this i'll be like yeah no not happening um mm -hmm. i have i have a customer i made the mistake once and now i know it just by looking in the map that's who it is but something similar to this and i'm like i'll never take the order again so always look <laughs> at your leave at door notes before you proceed yeah. any further with your delivery yeah that's always I, good I, advice i think the problem with this was she the person worded it in the most condescending aggressive <clears throat> passive aggressive fashion possible but i'm assuming this person had several bad like bad situations so her her she's already in a negative mind space so i yeah i probably would avoid the order too because you don't want to deal with someone who already is expecting the worst out of the delivery mm -hmm. system right the whole thing like you, if you had that many bad experiences, you probably should find some, another way of getting the food. If you, if if all the drivers are doing what you're saying, not following instructions, because that note, a good driver that's reading it may not want to deal with that. Don't want to you know, maybe accidentally knock over something, a dog barks, get a contract violation or something <laughs> negative or tip. You know, so you don't want to deal with people who are a little bit too nitpicky and a little bit too passive aggressive with their notes because it shows. I think they're in a negative headspace or at least a negative vibe i don't know but i don't want to deal with that i think it would have been funnier yeah. though if she let if she left the link to indeed <laughs> so uh, they can, can you, just can click on the it? link <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> you don't want to deal with a person uh, like that so yeah, she, she sounded like yeah just total karen so yeah, yeah it would have been a no for too me jaded. too jaded don't bother yeah so uh hannibal my apologies man i Totally just jumped right into the topics tonight. Uh, we usually uh, talk to uh, our guests and uh, get some more information about you and the channel. So where can people find you, man? Well, uh, my YouTube channel is called Hannibal is Hungry. So the name, yeah, the name is right there. Um, I've been on YouTube since uh, 2020. Wow. Yeah, about 2020. Talking about the gig economy. My first app I uh, installed or downloaded was actually well, the first gig economy app was Rover. Um, at this point, five years ago. So I kind of knew the, and I was doing that while I was working my regular job. I knew the, the, how cool working on your own was and be able to, 
pick and choose jobs and stuff like that with dog walking because that's my primary gig but you know 2020 um, i'm in new york city everything got shut down there was no dogs to walk so i decided to join uber eats and uh just went online as i guess i don't know most at least for me when i wanted to know what's going on with something that i'm doing make money i went online and saw a lot of people talking about uber eats and i kind of jumped on in and and that's why i've been talking about talking about different apps different situations um some of the, the craziness of of get the gig economy, I kind of embrace. So that's kind of my my channel. And your videos are really well put together too. They're appreciate, they're appreciate. well thought out. They're well edited, and they're they're just aesthetically pleasing to watch. And and it's always that's always a sign of somebody who's worth watching, in my opinion. So appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. So what what made you decide to get into YouTube specifically? Boredom. So I was locked down in uh, 2020, like as everyone else was. And me and my friends were we were Zoom calls watching YouTube videos on how to create videos. And and I never thought of like before this, I never I didn't know anything about cameras. I didn't know anything about editing. I learned all this during lockdown, where the only things I did was deliver food and learn how to make videos. So that was mainly it. And then watching other content creators. And um, I think you know, for the at the end of the day, I think I will want to do this full time, making videos, editing videos, um, and also still being an independent contractor. So I'm not interested in doing a W-2 stuff. Um, mm. I need the freedom. I need the flexibility. So, um, but yeah, I really like communicating. Like I like I like putting out opinions out there. So um, yeah, if it wasn't for the, the um, pandemic, I don't know if I'll be doing this, to be honest. I think that's Fair. kind of, I, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I think we started almost the exact same time for like the exact same reason. I feel like a lot of YouTube channels were founded on pandemic times just for, well, I gotta find something else to do or, oh, this will give me a hobby to start. I'll be honest, when I first started YouTube, I thought it was more like a social media type of thing. And then like, once you really dive into it, you're like, you kind of get sucked in and like, oh, okay. And then you keep learning and learning and learning. And, you know, one of the things I think Hannibal, like to your point, Zach does fantastic on is his content is relative, it's informative, and it's fun to watch. So I truly, I'm a big fan of Hannibal's channel. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I think my yeah. first video ever was me complaining about boobies. So it was kind of <laughs> the same thing. Like I was complaining about how, like, why is this so low? And then thinking like, is this just me? And then I realized it's not just you. It's a lot of people mm -hmm. who are going through the same thing. So yeah, it's, it's a great community. I mean, in terms of YouTube and other niches and other topics, um, gig economy is extremely high engaging. Like people, when you, for many different channels, you post something and it, it could be a little bit, uh, you know, not necessarily controversial, but you can say that controversial. A lot of people be in there, going in there, arguing sometimes. <laughs> and it's all good because yeah. I think even different perspectives and different ideas, that's why it's great to have the, you know, the conference um, and the town hall. It's great to have other people because we all, we all want, everyone to make as much money as possible to be safe to do you know the right thing so you can take care of your family but we all have different ideas of how to get there but it's still great to talk and express yourselves and maybe talk to someone you may not agree with because they may say something that may click in your head and be like yeah you know what i understand what you're going through and i understand what you're saying so that's why it's a really solid community here in the uh, gig economy for sure one thing that i really like about it personally is uh the Community will tell you if they disagree with you. Oh yes, and they, will, <laughs> they have no they problem of doing that. <laughs> roast you in the comments if they think yeah. you are off base on something. So 
<laughs> you know, it's like they keep you, they keep people, you honest, they keep you accountable, you know. Oh, well, yeah, for, you know, you, keep you humble. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. I've Definitely. had people who have watched me for a year or something, just always been super supportive. And then like one video I drop uh, with, you know, some weird opinion. They're like, what the hell is that? No. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it goes to the territory. Very much so. So uh, if you are just joining us, we're about wrapping up, but um, shout out again to our sponsor solo. Uh, if you guys yep. want guaranteed earnings in the gig economy, check the link in the description. You will not be disappointed. Also, uh, Kim, Hannibal, and myself are all going to be in Denver the first week of August. You guys want to elaborate on that for a second? Sure. Well, quickly, if you, yeah, if you go to the website, it's uh, gigworkerconference.com. Um, you, you'll see the events, Denver 2023. You'll see all of the details and all the, you know, the, clink, the links that grab some stuff. Um, obviously, with Steve uh, right here with his, his uh, para, uh, town hall, it's going to, again, it, if you haven't been around other gig workers, even ones that you've seen, you know, in, in, in obviously content creators or even people in the chat, people who comment, they've gone, if they're in the area, they're going to be there and you're going to get some free swag. You're going to probably get some shirts. You're going to probably get some drinks, something to eat. Uh, amazing companies. I mean, Solo uh, going to be there. Bryce, uh, amazing dude. Um, and a lot of really helpful people are looking to make gig work better. I think that's where the conference is about. And even in the town hall. We're trying to figure out how to make this better because the other companies are figuring out how to make more money, right? DoorDash, Uber, they're trying to figure out how to make more money. We're trying to make, we're trying to figure out how to make more money for ourselves. So I think it's a great uh, community event uh, to check out. And it's happening next week. It's crazy how fast everything yeah. is. Yeah. So I'm I, like, where's the summer going? That's what I keep saying. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like, I feel like we were just talking and getting this all together that we were going just like a couple weeks ago. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to see each other. All, I know we're all going to see each other in like a week. So if and you I'm guys like, are in I'm the Denver area, <laughs> heck yeah. Uh, if you guys are in the Denver area, check it out. Uh, you'll get to meet all of us. It, it's going to be a blast. So uh, Hannibal, thank you again so much for joining us. I'm looking forward to meeting you. And uh, you guys, you. go check out Hannibal's channel. He is an incredible watch. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys. We will see you next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have a good one. Bye, everyone.